0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Once again, we start with recalls. Amazing. I don't know what's happening around the world, but everything is being recalled. So now we have a recall of Honda vehicles because there's an issue with the rear-view camera image. That's according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The recall covers some 2018 to 2023 odysseys, 2019 to 2022 pilots, and 2019 to 2023 passport vehicles. Due to a faulty communications coaxial cable connector, the rear-view camera image may not appear on the display. Huh. So now they extended the warranty of the vehicles affected by the issue because they knew that there was an issue, but there hasn't been any reports of injuries or death related to the recall issue, but hey, bring it in and we'll take care of it for you, okay? So apparently the dealers will install an improved cable harness between the existing display audio and vehicle terminal connections and a straightening cover over the vehicle cable connector to properly connect the audio display unit it (sighs) so if you have a honda (laughs) uh in one of those years just it's only you know i don't know it's a million over a million vehicles in the united states uh so good luck if you have one get it taken care of okay this next recall is something i hesitate to talk about because it's going to do something that i don't want to do but i'm going to do it because safety for the kids it's all about the kids So, about 7.5 million singing and swimming baby shark bath toys are being recalled after multiple lacerations and puncture wounds were reported in children playing with them. (laughs) Those... Bastards! The California-based toy maker said it's recalling both the full-size and mini versions of its robotic baby shark toys that have hard plastic top fins, which pose the injury risk to children. Now, consumers in possession of the recalled toys are instructed to stop using them immediately. There also have been injuries reported from the big one the full-size toy, but they're also recalling the uh, Robo Alive Junior Mini Baby Shark Swimming Bath Toys. out oh, of no, say it with me now. An abundance of caution. So far, there have been 12 injuries reported. Nine of these cases required stitches or medical attention. Wow, that's according to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. So if you have one of these toys... <laughs> I say get rid of it. Now, good luck uh, getting rid of it. Do it while your kid is not around. You may, if you want to, uh, you know, show the kid that, hey, this is a terrible toy. uh, Maybe when it starts up uh, swimming in the bathtub and you hear. And then you just pull out your weapon. And you put the toy to rest. I don't know. That might have some sort of trauma for the kid, but it may be worth it. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) Well, I was all ready to tell you about a new gig that you could possibly have, and then I find out that they've already taken it down because too many people have applied. So there was a UK job posting for a full-time dog nanny with a salary of $127,000. And it had to be removed because, as I said, too many people wanted the job. The job was posted by Fairfax and Kensington, a high-end international recruitment agency for a billionaire American family now based in London. That would be a good gig <laughs> they wanted uh someone that was exceptional and highly experienced and they wanted it, to, that person to provide top tier care for their two beloved dogs they are truly looking for someone at the top of their field who can ensure the overall well-being happiness and safety of their dogs that my friends is a good gig just look after the dogs Hundred and twenty seven thousand. a year, to be exact. But uh, I hope you were one of the ones that got your application in because once it was announced and it went viral, they took it down because they had too many applications. So, oh well. Congratulations to the person who got the gig. I don't know how long you could do that job, though. (laughs) I mean, all you're doing is taking care of the dogs and then the dogs become attached to you, but you can't get them too attached to you because the owners are like, hey, those are my dogs. (laughs) <laughs> I want the dogs to be attached to me too. You're just supposed to take care of them. So that's a tough, that's, you know, for 127,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Cause you probably don't have to, they're not expecting you to live somewhere else. You got to be there for the dogs, So you're living in the guest house or a room upstairs. So you don't have to spend any money. I don't even know if you get any time off, right? It's seven days a week uh, job. Maybe they give you a day off to go out and, you know gallivant around town a little bit that's it because you have to take care of the dogs so i don't know i you know is it, does it sound like a good job yes is it eh, it's questionable so i'm reading about the four children who survived a plane crash in the amazon rainforest remember they uh were found by rescue teams after 40 days of surviving on their own in the jungle the three adults were killed when the small passenger plane went down including the children's mother and two pilots now, investigators who reached the crash site uh, found only three deceased adults signs of the other four survived uh, including shoes and a discarded diaper and so they were off looking for the children and the children were aged 13 9 4 and 11 and they survived in part by eating uh, cassava root and fruit members of the children's community attributed their survival to knowledge and experience of the jungle. I mean, amazing, right? And the 13-year-old took care of the younger ones and they survived for 40 days in the jungle. Incredible. Now, the dad of the kids is having to answer for his cheating ways. Apparently, the reason the mother was on the flight with the kids is because she was leaving because he had beaten her and was cheating on her. The brother-in-law talks about how he cheated on her and she was, uh, you know, believing that they may be able to mend the relationship but she was, you know, that's why she was on the flight and he won't answer any of the questions because he has surrounded himself with minders. I want those. (laughs) (laughs) i i don't think that's i don't think the minders are attorneys the minders are just people that keep him in check they've seen him coming out of the hospital and he's all dressed in new clothes and he's looking awful flashy and he's got his little necklace on with the tiger and the two cons and you know he's part of the uh i think they're all part of the uitoto indigenous group h-u-i-t-o-t-o indigenous group so i believe that they're all part of the Huitoto. i don't even know if it's hui or if it's just hui or it's just hui toto <laughs> I mean, that's where they apparently got their knowledge and experience of the jungle because they were part of the Huitoto toto indigenous group so now the father they're making claims against the father and if he did Uh, you know, beat the mom and cheated on her. I don't know what that means. So what, they're still his kids. So he said, uh, when he was asked about it on the streets, one of his minders shook his head and said, don't answer that. So he doesn't answer that. And uh, his minders are keeping him on the straight and narrow while standing outside of the Bogota Hospital where his children are recuperating. So I don't know if he gets the kids back or not but after having such an amazing ride with these kids uh, I know his minders will keep him on the straight and narrow at least until he gets his kids back Good news as far as uh, the Ocean Gate uh, is uh, the horrible tragedy of Ocean Gate. The Coast Guard announced that uh, it's going to do an investigation into the deadly submersible implosion. Good. The Guard's uh, Marine Board investigation will aim to uncover what caused the vessel to implode and kill all five people on board. Investigators have teamed up with Canadian authorities to collect evidence. Once the investigation is complete, the board can recommend civil... Or criminal sanctions to the necessary authorities the chief investigator said the goal is to prevent a similar tragedy by enhancing safety is it is that your goal is it okay all right yeah by having more regulations so i I, you know they're studying the uh voice recordings and other data from the mothership to, to try to determine what happened and whether there were any criminality that occurred well the owner Uh, The CEO of the company was on the sub, and so I'm guessing that everything that they normally do, they would have done that and more for the safety of the ride. So I know that everybody likes to jump on board, and they're happy. I knew there was going to be a problem. I I took it. I knew there was going to be a problem. Did you? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, So we'll see what uh, the outcome of that. I'm sure it's going to be more regulations for sure. I saw where Mr. Beast said that he was invited to go on the trip, and it probably would have been this trip, and he declined. Uh, So he's probably pretty pretty happy about that. And the teen, of course, the uh, the stepmom talked about the teen that uh, went down in the sub, had brought a Rubik's Cube. He was going to try to set the world record uh, for the Rubik's Cube underwater. Uh, no word yet whether the Guinness people were going to allow it. She said they took a camera down, too. Now, if they recover the camera and he took the photos and or the video and that survived and he did it before it imploded, does that still count as a world record? I don't know. But uh, maybe something good will come out of the Ocean Gate gate investigation. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) All right, did you see where CNN might be for sale? Uh, Speculation is growing, apparently, that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is going to sell CNN in the coming year. Uh, And Jeff Zucker has emerged as the possible suitor. Zucker is among the contenders to buy the network, despite, yeah, I mean, so what? He got ousted from the company. uh, So what? He, uh, you know, still believes in the company and wants to take it over. And he sees a big opportunity ahead of the 2024 presidential election. I mean, I'm sure that Warner Brothers Discovery sees that opportunity as well, but they may be sick of it and tired of trying to decide what goes on the air and what doesn't. So I'd be interesting if uh, Zucker takes over CNN and purchases it like to be interesting to see what direction cnn goes in although i think we know what direction cnn goes in because zucker is definitely anti-trump and so he'll be all in for anti-trump because they he left and then the guy they took stepped in office they ran him out because he tried to be middle of the road and open the door to trump oh no cannot have that So it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. I also see where uh, Geraldo Rivera, speaking of networks, uh, is out on the five. He had tweeted out that he's done with the five. And so he's, Geraldo's like, what, 79 now? I mean, he's still working all the time. He looks great. That's fine. But it's official. He's out at the five. And so I guess his final days on the five are the end of this month, which is June of 2023. If you're listening live, today is the 26th of June, 2023. So we'll see. He said that uh, he appreciates the opportunity. Being the odd man out isn't always easy. For the time being, I'm still correspondent at large Yeah, for the time being. So if he's out on the five, he might be out at Fox altogether, which means, uh, does he go over to CNN? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Especially if Zucker uh, goes uh, gets in charge. Bring Geraldo over to CNN and let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, Geraldo, good luck. God bless. I see also uh, interesting that Vanna White apparently has you know hooked up with attorneys and she's trying to negotiate a better deal for Wheel of Fortune. She should have that already. Uh, you know, Saj- Sajak was making, I don't know, $15 million a year for this show and vanna was only making i think three a year which i mean it's still a good living (laughs) uh pretty good pretty good living and uh so and she's apparently has not had a pay increase in 18 years which seems strange but if she's just you know going through the motions and making three million a year that's from You know, Wheel of Fortune, that's not from any of the uh, sponsorships or anything. And, you know, Pat was still the anchor of the show. So he's gone. Vanna needs more money. She deserves it. No question. One of the things I found interesting, and, and, you know, I hope that she gets everything that she deserves. No question. But I see in this story, which I was like, no way. That's impossible. It talks about the people that they're thinking about replacing pat sajak with (laughs) okay so there's just no way that this is true well all of them anyway one of them is ryan seacrest which you know i guess it's possible that he could be in talks for the gig the other was whoopi goldberg and andy cohen (laughs) No. no. Whoopi Goldberg is not going to take over Wheel of Fortune. I am sorry. No. That would not be good for the show. It wouldn't be good for her. Although it would be good for MooMoos by Jeffy because that's what she would be sporting as she was hosting Wheel of Fortune. And I am more than willing to uh, let Whoopi continue to be a proud sponsor of MooMoos by Jeffy. Man, I wish that that was actually real because... It should be. It should be. Anyway, there's no chance. (laughs) There's no chance if they want the show to survive that they would put Whoopi Goldberg in as host of The Wheel of Fortune. Okay, I started uh, watching The Idol on HBO. I thought uh, I made it through three episodes and apparently there's only five episodes of The Idol, which is really disappointing. Uh, there's, so for me, I've got a couple episodes left, but I believe the final episode has already aired in some places and it will be out, uh, July 2nd here. So it's coming up, uh, next week. Anyway, uh, I've been kind of enjoying it. I don't know why they've been saying that it was too much sex and too much darkness, but I enjoyed it. And I, I don't, they claim that the show is, uh, with, this aspiring pop star but she's already a star she's just trying to get back into it because her mom died and she freaked out after her mom died and had a nervous breakdown and they're trying to get her back to the top and the weekend is this self-help cult leader guy who comes in and starts taking over everything so uh you know trying to get her straight although I don't know that that's actually going to work in the end. Uh, fascinating, and I don't know that they can get there in five episodes. Holy cow! Uh, as slow as this show, these shows have been moving. There's no way they could get to the breakup of him and her, and her group and his group, and what happens to her as far as trying to make this comeback in another two episodes after the after the first three. Wow. Uh, They'd have to really pick up the pace, and I don't see that happening. (laughs) I do not see that happening. It is a big guy show, though. Uh, There's no question about that. If you don't want uh, sex and the talk of sex and the struggles that goes along with that, don't watch it. But I am. Uh, The promos were that there's too much of TNA. Yeah, well, I'm watching it. Don't you worry about it. I also watched a couple other things uh, this weekend. I didn't realize, and this is just me being an idiot, is that uh, Hannah, the series that was on Prime, is really good. I really liked it a lot. Well, there was a movie in two thousand eleven, Hannah, um, based on the same story, and I thought, wow, I didn't know that, and it's on Netflix or Prime or one of the one of the, uh, one of the apps, and I thought, wow, that's the movie. So it had to have been you know based on that and so i started to watch it i've made it about halfway through and it's exactly the same story but the characters are not as good as the series on prime i'm sorry uh the the people that uh, put together the show on prime did a fantastic job and the people from the movie was okay well, you know it's okay especially since i watched the series first Probably should have watched the movie first. If I knew it was out there, I would have. So uh, I'm a little disappointed in that. And then I watched, uh, my wife was watching this uh, show called Keep Breathing. And that was, I mean, I guess that came out last year on Netflix, which pretty fascinating. Uh, It was uh, six episodes, right? I think it was, I think it's six episodes uh, on Netflix, and it's fascinating this girl is struggling with her life and she gets in a plane crash and she's in the forest i guess that the wilderness is in a canadian uh wilderness and she has to survive whether she can or not she's in this plane plane wreck and as she's struggling in the wilderness she's having flashbacks to her life and what got her to the point she's at now pretty fascinating uh it was really good and i I honestly i didn't know how it was going to end Uh, Well, I kind of didn't know. I mean, I felt like it was going to end the way it ended. But uh, as it got closer to the end, I thought, maybe not. Maybe they're just going to end it like like one way. And it'd be kind of a bummer if they ended it like that. And they didn't, of course. But it was pretty close to ending it as a bummer, and yet it wasn't, because if they ended it as a bummer, we couldn't get season two. (laughs) I don't know if Netflix has, uh, has greenlit season two for Keep Breathing. That, yeah, Keep Breathing. I just kept calling it Just Breathe all night last night, but it's Keep Breathing is the name of the show. Uh, so I'm with the writer's strike, who knows uh, that we're ever going to get season two of anything anymore. Heck, the actors could go on strike at the end of the week if they don't reach a deal uh, with the union. So, I mean, we may never get new shows again, which is very disappointing. Although, how long can the strikes go on before someone says, you know what, screw the strike? we're gonna start making our own work and we don't care i don't know i don't know but it's gotta happen okay we've got to have content and somebody needs to break through maybe it'll be me or not So who died today? Who died today? Well, a basketball player from the Dominican Republic, his name was Oscar Cabrera, just died of a heart attack while performing a stress test at the age of 28. Now, Oscar had previously uh, fell down on the court in the middle of a game, and he blamed the myocarditis that he had been diagnosed with On the COVID vaccine. He said, I knew it. (laughs) Uh, I got a damn myocarditis from taking an effing vaccine. I got two doses of Pfizer and I knew it. Many people warned me. So it was a requirement for him to play professional basketball and that he had no pre-existing health conditions. Okay. So uh, now he has dropped over on a treadmill while they were testing him dead at the age of 28 i didn't say it he did i didn't say it he did rest in peace oscar also uh, dean smith olympic sprinter turned hollywood stunt performer died at the age of 91 he um is from the great state of Texas. He worked on screen with John Wayne, John Ford, Paul Newman, Dale Robertson. The guy uh, was uh, in a lot of stuff in Hollywood. He also got help from James Garner, uh, who uh, got him a lot of work in Hollywood as well. So Dean Smith, uh, famous Olympic sprinter and stunt performer in Hollywood, dead at the age of 91. We also have an unnamed person at an airport in San Antonio, the San Antonio International Airport. He's a ramp worker. He died after being ingested into a Delta plane engine that was taxiing toward the gate. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. Remember, we just had somebody else in alabama i think uh, last year that had had that happen too what is happening stay away from the ingestion into the airplane engines please (laughs) Uh, plus you know how how many planes got backed up on the on the runway because of that a lot a lot i'll tell you that so rest in peace plane ingested person And we also have uh, one person killed, nine injured, when a roller coaster train derailed in Stockholm. Uh, They're going to close up the park for seven days, a whole seven days, to allow for an investigation. That doesn't sound like a fun way to go either. Uh, We're enjoying our life one second on the roller coaster, and then it derails, and then uh, you're dead. Speaking of trains derailing, though, we had the big train crash in Montana, right? And uh, cars with hazardous materials plunged into the Montana River. I heard that, okay, and I thought, okay, here we go. And then they said, uh, well, yes, the bridge collapsed over the Yellowstone River, causing at least seven train cars carrying hazardous materials to fall into the water. They said that uh, one of the train cars had sodium hydrosulfate, uh, and that did not leak into the river, which would have been the worst-case scenario, I guess. That was averted. But cars carrying asphalt and molten sulfur had been compromised, so they were testing the water, water quality from them. But on top of all of that, the collapse severed a main fiber optic cable that runs through Montana, hampering internet access for Global Net customers. So, if you have internet access listening to Chewing the Fat in Montana, uh, man, good for you, because uh, you either didn't use Global Net or they've got it back up and running. But, uh, you know, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it, no matter what internet provider you're using. Thank you. And we may have found. Julian Sands. The remains were found near a hiking area where British actor Julian Sands went missing. Remember we talked last week about uh, the search party going back out there looking for Julian. I mean, he's been missing since January, and so they don't know where he is. But an ident- unidentified human remains were discovered by hark- hikers in the Mount Baldy Wilderness area in California Uh, and that's the according to the San Bernardino County Sheriff so the remains were discovered where uh, it's possible Julius Sands went missing in January so we may have found him although he's been missing since January I don't know how much human remains were found or what type of human remains were found so it could be something else we'll We'll see. I mean I hope it's him and the family can get closure on this. Really sad that uh they haven't been able to find him and then of course he's missing and hopefully, you know, I do I I guess they um they stopped searching because of avalanche and hazardous uh state trails were you know, with the weather. So it's possible that the body was really uh decomposed I, I don't know I don't know when they say human remains I, I don't know what they mean by that was it an arm and a leg or was it a full body <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well we, we should know in a week anyway so they have enough remains to be able to identify whether it's him or not so hopefully I don't know what you wish for do you wish that it's him and so you have closure or do you wish that it's not him and you still hold out hope that he's alive So, whichever you wish to do, do. One of my favorite stories, uh, police have hunted down the Velociraptor that was stolen outside of South Dakota Arts and Science Center. Now, this is awesome, because who wouldn't want to take the Velociraptor outside of the South Dakota Arts and Science Center? So, Friday, a security officer spotted three people carrying the statue away from the pavilion. (laughs) They called police just after midnight. The surveillance video then helped officers track the statue to a nearby apartment. Ah, oh, see? So when opening the door, the detectives could clearly see the velociraptor was sitting right inside. Uh you think? So they got this giant statue. So these three guys stole the statue. Thought it'd be funny. The suspects are charged with grand theft. Okay. I mean, why didn't you just take it back and have them put it back at the... At the pavilion at the Arts Center. One was 18, one was 19, and one was a juvenile. So the statue wasn't damaged. And so just let them take it back and leave them alone. They were just having some fun. They thought it'd be funny to have the statue inside their apartment. (laughs) They probably would have taken it back sooner or later. I don't know. Come on. Do you really do we need to actually charge these kids? Because that's funny. I would love to have... Well, they maybe not would have taken it back then. If they didn't get caught, would they have taken it back? I don't think so. So it was one of two Velociraptors featured outside as part of the collection of dinosaur statues. One was perched on the roof of the building looking out at the city, and the other was almost directly below, which is, you know, the one they took, obviously. So uh, would they have brought it back if they weren't caught? I don't know. I'd like to think they would. So... (laughs) I mean, it'd be really cool to have one in your house, though. I can understand why they took it. Why not? It's Friday night. We've got nothing else to do. We're walking by the Art Center. Let's take the Velociraptor. And they did. <laughs> and they almost got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. So the story of a TikToker who donated something to Goodwill and is upset that what she donated is priced at a certain price is kind of interesting to me because I've talked on the show quite a bit about Goodwill changing its ways. Uh, I love shopping at thrift stores. I spent a lifetime shopping at thrift stores. Love them. I loved and I love the the haggling. Uh, Those days you don't get back. Nobody haggles anymore. Everybody has uh, a set price. They believe that what they have is, uh, you know, an antique or a collectible. And I told you about the one goodwill that I used to go to a lot here in the DFW, where they have a separate section for the stuff that they believe is too good to goodwill. And so you have to put a price that you'll pay for it and they have an auction for the stuff they have it setting in a in a case up front and you have to and they auction it off instead of setting it give you a price and then they have a room up front that's separate from the regular stuff that is the hoity-toity stuff of goodwill goodwill has their hoity-toity section okay Uh, Enough already. Okay, the point of thrifting is to get a good deal on some of the hoity-toity stuff. That's the point of thrifting. And the point of haggling is always fun, to me, uh, saying how much I'll give to you. I talked about the days when I really was seriously broker than I am now, which is saying a lot. And I used to go into a thrift store, uh, St. Vincent de Paul's, and this was 100 years ago, and the ladies that ran it uh, would... Make it less for me because I used to just pay and change, it's all I had, and so I would always go in with you know, a pocket full of change. So that when I brought up shirts and pants, and I, some of my favorite clothes came from that thrift store. And, uh, you know, for sure, the lady, how much is this? And you pull out a handful of money, coins from your pocket. Oh, that's only 25 cents. Ah, that's only 50 cents. It was so, it was so much fun. I still got some great clothes out of there. But the idea of donating to these places, and I have donated a whole bunch to goodwill over the years and what they charge they charge and you know i know that they think they have the antiques and the collectibles now it's very frustrating when i go in that store so you know whatever if i saw something that i donated uh and the price was something other than what i thought it should be oh well you know i donate it to them i hope they get it I you know I hope they get it. If you were to set it up in a yard sale, you're not going to pay the same price that you're paying at the uh, at the thrift store or the Goodwill store because people buying stuff at a yard sale or a garage sale think that everything has to be you know cheap. Uh, you know, I question that thinking, but that's the way it is. So the lady, uh, Big Pressure 854 I guess, is a content creator on TikTok. She said she will not be donating to Goodwill anymore. It's just crazy Goodwill. She said in her video, Goodwill ain't Goodwillin' anymore. <laughs> and I donated these a few weeks ago. And they got them here for $25. Goodwillin' ain't Goodwillin' no more. <laughs> goodwillin' ain't goodwillin' no more. Welcome to the party. So, I was reading this article by Devin Gordon in The Atlantic, and it is a fascinating story. He's talking about closed captioned on our television screens and the article talks about his story about the first time it happened he assumed it was a millennial thing uh our younger neighbors had come over with their kids and a projector for the backyard movie night uh and i said as the opening scene began you left the subtitles on and the husband said oh we always leave the subtitles on uh why they don't, And he goes on, I mean, the, the article is really good if you have an opportunity to read the full article. I'll try to, uh, you know, I'll try to get through it here without giving you the, you know, you can go read the whole article, but it's really good. And he asked why. Uh, they don't like missing any of the dialogue, he said, and sometimes it's hard to hear. Someone is trying to sleep or they're only half paying attention and the subtitles are right there waiting to be flipped on. So why not? well because now i'm reading tv not watching it because now instead of focusing my attention on the performances the costumes the cinematography the painstakingly mixed sound and how it all works together to tell the story and transport me into an alternate world my eyes keep getting yanked downward to read words i can already hear my soul can't bear the notion of someone watching the sopranos for the first time and as tony wades into the pool looking down to the bottom of the screen to read quacks (laughs) reading duck's quack Uh, so i know that the subtitles serve an important purpose for people with hearing or cognitive impairments but uh, or for translation from a foreign language they're not for fluent english speakers watching television in fluent english then the couple a month later he talks about uh on, on new year's eve my wife and i were about to start watching don't look up with another couple and so both of them have spent their entire adult lives working in movies television theater visual arts where voice and imagery are uh sacrosanct tools of communication with the audience surely a screen actor like ken would be aghast at the notion of so many people choosing to miss so much of the detail and nuance that he builds into his performances nah the following story is the most important thing Uh, He told me recently when I asked him about it for this article, if you're getting knocked out of the story because you can't follow the dialogue, then by all means turn on the subtitles. It's fine. You have my permission. Uh, That was alarming to my man, Devin Gordon. (laughs) Uh, You know, subtitles are creeping into our homes. Uh, From TikTok uh, gets a lot of blame for that. It's conditioning uh, multiple generations to watch content with text plastered all over it. And the war is raging throughout uh you know living rooms and bedrooms across america the great subtitle war so then he uh caught his wife watching a show with the subtitles on he realized i've lost her too and then we got uh, three years ago the south korean uh filmmaker bong jong ho took the stage at the golden globes to accept the best foreign language film award for parasite and made a heartfelt speech urging us to watch more stuff with subtitles So once you overcome the one-inch-tall barrier, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. And then Parasite won Oscar for Best Picture, and the World Health Organization declared uh, the coronavirus pandemic. Okay, so, uh, and he he talks about uh, Squid Game, you know, making a breakthrough during the pandemic and he didn't care about that. So now subtitles are everywhere. And in fact, they may already be our default mode. This is some of the interesting stuff that's in the story that I found fascinating as he gets past his his explaining of how it's now taken over our world. Subtitles are everywhere. They may already be the default mode. according to Preston Smalley, Roku's vice president of viewer product, a 2022 internal survey revealed that 58% of subscribers use subtitles. 36% of them switch the subtitles on because of a diagnosed hearing impairment. 32% do it out of force of habit. The remaining third cite a stew of situational issues, kids, uh, you know, other people in the room, poor audio quality. Many of the people using subtitles, in other words, do not need them as it turns out it is a millennial thing or at least millennials are leading the way two-thirds of roku's millennial customers use subtitles more than any other generation including seniors though Smalley attributes that in part to technical hurdles which is apparently a polite way of saying that the older users don't always know how to turn it on which is kind of silly because i feel like they do but you know whatever And then, uh, the writer-director Hannah Fidel, he goes on in this story, uh, whose Hulu series A Teacher, starring Kate Mara, uh, said that, uh, habits, changing viewer habits with subtitles, uh, she uh, would feel violated on behalf of the camera shots. But she was anything more aghast at trouncing her sound mix. Subtitles make you, uh literal-minded and oftentimes the scripted words transcribed on the screen say one thing while the actor's performance of them says another i asked Videl how she would feel if a friend turned on subtitles while watching the pilot episode of a teacher she went quiet for a moment i would be so pissed (laughs) but you know it's happening okay now it goes on some fascinating stuff about the subtitles okay and i know we're talking about Uh, You know, how different shows have different audio qualities and some shows, you know, you feel like you have to have the subtitles on. I don't I don't turn them on for every show, but if they're on a lot of times, I leave them on. But apparently uh, they're working on this. System, So you're going to be able to move the subtitles around on your screen, which I love. And you can write it in your own font. Or you can have a font specifically made for the show. Like if the uh, the director or the showrunner of the show wants a certain font for their subtitles, they'll get it. They can build it in. Okay, it's kind of cool. So according to uh, Annalie Blank, the four-time Emmy Award-winning sound mixer on Game of Thrones... Um, It's not your fault. You can't hear well enough to follow a lot of the stuff. It's not your TV's fault either, or your speakers. Your sound system might be lousy, but that's not why you can't hear the dialogue. It's everything to do with the streaming services and how they are chosen to air these shows. Specifically, it has everything to do with the LKFS, which stands for the Loudness... K-weighted relative to full scale and which, for the sake of simplicity, is a unit for measuring loudness. Traditionally, it's been anchored for the dialogue. For years going back to the golden age of broadcast television and into the paid cable era, audio engineers had to deliver sound levels within an industry standard, LKFS, or their work would get kicked back to them. That all changed when streaming companies seized control of the industry period of time that rather neatly matches Game of Thrones. Uh, According to Blank, Game of Thrones sounded fantastic for years. She got Emmys to prove it. And then in 2018, just prior to the show's final season, AT&T bought HBO's parent company and overlaid its own uniform loudness spec which was flatter and simpler to scale across a large library of content, but it was also crucially unanchored to the dialogue. So instead of this algorithm analyzing the loudness of the dialogue coming out of people's mouths it analyzes the whole show as loudness so if you have loud music cue that's going to be your loud point and then when the dialogue comes you can't hear it pretty incredible that uh it's because of that and how they're digitizing it into our system netflix still uses a dialogue anchor spec okay uh, the silver lining, the companies are trying to fix the problems. Uh, in case you want to pay a second t- company to fix you know, dialogues, you can just turn on the subtitles in any version of our streaming future. Subtitles will be the simplest, most cost-effective solution. So it's at the point now where they're, they're either going to fix it and you're going to have it right, or you're just going to all be... Uh, we'll just use the subtitles, and we don't care about that. But that takes away from the music and the dialogue, and what adds to the difference in the shows. Anyway, so much is fascinating, and I I love this article. If you have a chance to read the full article from Devin Gordon, I know I've I've gone on and on about this article. It just fascinated me with the sound of these shows, and you know how subtitles are used and why, and how some of it we would think is our fault, but it really isn't, huh? Isn't that the way things usually are? We feel like they're our fault, but it really isn't. Okay, that's enough for today. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show anytime. Chewing the Fat, no, yeah, Chewing the Fat at theBlaze I got to remember my email address, Chewing the Fat at theBlaze And uh, you can order a cameo from me. Just uh, that's not free at jeffyjfr and cameo i'll be happy glad sad mean whatever you want just order the cameo and tell me what you want and uh, that's what i do that's what cameo is at jeffyjfr it's not free though i know don't look at me like that i get it enjoy yourselves <laughs>